Welcome to Limitless with Abby Scholes. I hope that this podcast encourages you by sharing stories of West Texas A&M University faculty, students, and graduates. Additionally, I hope it challenges you to become a better person. This is Abby Scholes, and I hope you enjoy this episode where I use my voice for his purpose. Now let's meet our guests and show the world how we all can be limitless. On episode 12 today of Limitless, I have Cody Kruger in studio. Um, Cody is a recruitment coordinator here at WT and is just a really like fun person to be around. So uh, thanks for joining me, Cody. Well, yeah, thanks for saying such nice things about me. I like to think I'm a pretty fun guy. Yeah, we'll see if I think that at the end, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you may change your opinion. After yeah, I'll ask McKinley for personal reviews, and oh, we'll, and we'll that, put it in the show notes. How about I give you a <laughs> reference list instead of that? <laughs> no, we got to go straight to the source. Person besides your wife that spends a lot of time <laughs> yeah. with you. That's funny. Well, uh, Cody, kind of tell our listeners uh, where you're from, kind of how you got to WT. <clears throat> so, I'm from a small town in southeast New Mexico called Tatum. Uh, a small town of like 650 Um, little cow-calf ranching community, Um, and I grew up in a Texas Tech household. Um, Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was a lot of fun. It's like, I'm still a big Tech fan, I guess, per se, Um, unless it's judging stuff. Then I kind of enjoy watching them get beat. Um, But I got into, like, my junior, senior year of high school, kind of, and I got to crunch some numbers, and I figured out real quick that going to Texas Tech on a poor kid's salary was not going to cut it. Um, so I kind of, like, not say accidentally stumbled upon WT, but I kind of accidentally chose WT, and it ended up being, like, one of the best decisions I ever made. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so kind of share with our listeners, um, well, I guess I'll back up a little bit. Um, the question I ask everybody on the podcast is, who or what in your life has encouraged you to be limitless? Oh, man. Right now, uh, I feel like that's a kind of a question, like, oh, who's your role modeler? Yeah. Like, what's your favorite country song at the time? Like, that's a question that changes a little bit. Yeah. Um, right now, with school whooping the snot out of me like it is right now, I definitely have to say my wife, Grace. <laughs> um, she's a trooper. Um, she puts up with my bad attitude when I get tired and cranky of doing school and work and school and work and nothing else. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I definitely have to say Miss Grace for sure. Yeah, that is 100%, you know. Um, understandable and it's a lot being going yeah. as a grad student and then doing all the recruiting stuff they all do it's yeah, a it's full-time job wild. for sure yeah. yeah exactly so kind of share um with our listeners you mentioned you grew up in a small town um so did i we grew up in similar town sizes i don't know how big your class was mine was 17 25 but, okay and that's five online uh homeschool kids so. oh okay so 20 so we're pretty yeah. close so, yeah, so 20, yeah. very similar graduating class sizes um was it hard to make the tra- transition to canyon um, kind of share a little about that experience. So it was, but not in the way that I would at least think it is. In my head, it seems like it would be tough, you know, learning how to be a small fish in a big pond, but I didn't, like, I wasn't forced to be a small fish in the big pond. I chose that. Like, I got here, and I was so sick and tired of being the guy that was in charge of everything. Like, going from being captain of the football, basketball teams, president of the FFA chapter, you know, NHS, all that kind of stuff. Going from that to what I thought was going to be a nice, relaxing trip at college. Seemed like a good idea at the time. And so I got to college, and I was just working school, working school, like not even any of the collegiate activities that um, happen so often. Um, And then next thing you know, I'm getting on the livestock judging team. And next thing you know, one thing leads to another, and here I am as recruitment coordinator, being the bright, smiling, shining face of WT Ag. (laughs) 
um, Cody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I would say at first it was probably a little tricky, um, especially like that first semester and a half. Um, but mainly just from a like big fish in a teeny tiny pond to a minnow in the ocean kind of a thing. Yeah. So that's that's the other reason I didn't go to tech. I couldn't imagine being one of fifty thousand or however many they got there now. So yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with that. And even being like a transfer student, like that's an adjustment <laughs> yeah. for me because went to high school and then our junior college was relatively small. So you did everything again. I did way too much. Um, yeah. I look back and I'm like, that. how did I do that? But then getting here and it's like. I've had conversations with people multiple times, like, it's awesome being WT. Like, you're surrounded by people who love ag, who want to work their butts off every day, who care. Right. Like, that is awesome. But that also means that it is four times harder to make yourself stand out because <laughs> everyone is doing the same gosh yeah. darn thing you are. And so it's like, you have to be creative about finding different ways to stand out or get involved yeah. in, you know, things that maybe aren't as popular, but you can help make them a bigger deal on campus. And so it's definitely challenging um, navigating that for sure. What I found helped a lot was hitching on to your, whether it be your major advisor or just a professor that you share an interest with or whatever. Um, and I'm kind of seeing this idea from Dr. Lawrence a little bit. I listened to him talk to my 2300 class and he said the same thing. But like whenever I started getting more comfortable going to Dr. Williams, you know, um, ag ed guy, all of a sudden that's when my collegiate experience changed. Like yeah. being able to go into his office to talk about school problems or judging problems, whatever it was. Life. Um, yeah, life, because, you know, life happens. Um, that helped tremendously. Yeah. And you have to just be willing to, like, kind of meet people almost, but, like, be willing just to put yourself out there with professors. Yeah. Because, like, we've talked multiple times on this podcast. This is number 12, so there's been 11 episodes before this. Right. And our listeners have heard me preach the whole <laughs> mantra of, like, WT, they care about you. But, like, I'll say it again. Like, they do. Like, yeah, your advisors, sure. like... Your advisors and just like professors in general, like they want to get to know who you are and they like care about your personal well-being. Like if you're not in class, like they're going to find you and ask you about it. They're going to like check up and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and so you're going to get out as much of the WT experiences that you put in. If you lay low and don't do anything, well, you're probably not going to get anything out of it. But if you work hard and, you know, try to get in front of your advisors and your professors and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like get excited with me. Like they will be excited for you and they want to help you. So that's really cool. So I can't ever stand the, the context in which the phrase is not about who you know or not about what you know, but it's who you know, because it's always taken in a context of like, oh, getting a competitive edge at like a stock show or in the reasons room or whatever. But in the context that that phrase should be used, it absolutely rings true. Like coming into college or leaving college, I guess it, it is a lot about who you know, because you can always learn more of the actual subject, but you can't necessarily fix who you know. Yeah. Um, like my connections that I've gotten here, I mean, whether that be like Dr. Williams, for example, he's, I mean, huge guy in the extension world. Um, Dr. Lance Keith, goodness gracious, he's been in academia <laughs> since like. Five ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a while. Um, so, I mean, being able to have those guys as references on my resume and stuff like that, thats I think that's just really cool to be able to have that. Yeah, exactly. And I think I was just having a conversation this morning, actually. It's funny you say that. Um, we were talking about that exact statement about it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And that is so true. And, like, you need to develop those relationships. But um, to listeners, like, be cognizant that you're not just, like, meeting people just to, like, see yeah. you can get out of them or, like, oh, this person's really smart. Like, I'd like to put them on my resume. Let's get to know them. You know, yeah, like, exactly. be genuine. I know that you have done that, Cody. Like, you 
take time to build relationship. But I think there's some people, (laughs) (laughs) there's some people like coming with like a conceited kind of view and like what's in it for me. And like on the same token, just because you meet somebody one time does not mean that they can like write a letter, write a letter of recommendation or they'd be willing to, like they might just say like, yeah, I don't know. Like they seem nice. Yeah. Like they try, like, that's great. You know, like find people that you like actually do know for those really important things, um, like getting into grad school and all those different things. So that is just a little bit of advice, I guess. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like I'll steal a quote from Dr. Keith, speak of the devil. He says all the time, especially whenever he was still department head, um, talking to us recruiters, he always says, remember, it's not about what you say. It's not about what you make them think. It's all about how you made them feel. Um, that's what people will remember forever. They'll forget what you said. They'll forget all the things, but they will not forget how you made them feel. Yeah, that is so true because I, I mean, think of the countless times, good or bad, when you haven't had interactions with people and it's like, well, yeah, I can't remember a darn thing we talked about, but <laughs> yeah. they either made me feel really good or like crap. And right. that feeling is usually pretty hard to get rid of yeah. and stays with you forever. So as you're building your network, people who are listening, be cautious and yeah. be cognizant of what you're saying and doing. So um, kind of share um, a little about your journey at WT. Obviously, you're a grad student now, and you're almost done. Um, so <laughs> kind of share, <laughs> share a little bit about that. So um, like I said, I uh, got here in the fall of 2018. Um, like you said, kind of low profiled my way through that first semester for sure. Um, then we had this young guy from Texas Tech came in here to start his master's and to be the livestock judging coach. And that young man's name is Preston Lawrence. Um, man, me and that guy covered some country together. But he swindled me into being on the livestock team. Um, that's when everything changed. Because I got went from being involved in nothing to all of a sudden being involved in livestock judging, which led to me being voluntold for all sorts of different stuff we had. <laughs> um, and so I ran around with the judging team that judged the 2019 year. Because um, I could have been eligible, but I didn't want to waste that on my first year of college, right? Yep. Um, kind of get some more experience under my belt and stuff since I didn't go the JUCO route. Had no intentions of coming to college to judge. Um, but anyway, uh, started actually judging um, at Arizona National New Year's Day 2020. Um, and if those of y'all who do not remember, 2020 was when the world blew up. Um, <laughs> I was in San Angelo, Texas, heading to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and we got the phone call that we needed to go back to Canyon because the world's shutting down. Um, then I also actually got to go to the Keep It Weird jackpot, the sheep show that they had um, in place of that in Austin. So that was a fun experience. I stayed up for like 27 hours straight. That one kind of wore me out pretty good. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that was a doozy of a That's time. crazy. <laughs> um, all the while, I'd actually started dating my now wife. Excuse me. Back in... Gosh, there's this is up for debate, actually. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> we need to have but Grace we'll, on it, too. We'll, she yeah, says. <laughs> and only even then, she'll say she doesn't know either. So, in, in, the argument can be made for late April up to early August of 2019. Anyway, so, fun fact, I also went from a 2.4 slash 2.5 GPA student um, my first two semesters of college to a 3.8 after we started dating. Oh. Yeah, so. She was good for you. Yeah, she, she made a heck of an impact there. Um, but anyway, so back to the judging trail. Um, we get back from the wild, crazy world of COVID, and we're all masked up and everything. And at this point, it's when I became an ag ambassador. Um, was the year of 2020. Um, I was very lucky to get nominated by a faculty member and my um, fellow peers. Thought I was a good fit as on the ag ambassador team, so I was able to interview and get selected for that. 
uh, is great experience. Got to do lots of service activities and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, me and Grace got to be on that deal together too, so that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Did my student teaching in the fall of 2021 um, at Ropes, well, I guess it's just Ropes High School in Ropesville, Texas, um, just outside of Lubbock. That was a good experience. That was with Mr. Will Edwards and Shane Sherrill. Um, learned a lot about the Texas show pig world and um, all that fun stuff. And then my last week there, I got to hacking up a lung. And I was like, what is going on here, right? This is crazy, man. Um, so I don't think anything of it. I just think, oh, I runny nose, allergies, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, roll in that Saturday for graduation, graduate, hadn't eaten a meal in a couple days because nothing tastes good. I'm like, this is weird. Why does all my food taste like terrible? Um, never once crossed my mind that, hey, you probably have COVID, bro. Never mind the fact that I was with my grandparents the entire weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so I had actually, I had gotten tested, I think, on Friday. Yeah, because I, I got a crooked nose. So they're going to go in there and kind of straighten out at least the inside part a little bit. But I get COVID tested for that. Um, I did that on a Friday before graduation. Well, the Monday after, they called me and said, hey, bro, you got COVID. I'm like, oh, wonderful. Um, and at this point, I've gotten the insider scoop that I'm probably going to get offered this graduate position, right? Um, so fast forward to Wednesday of that week. It's like the 15th of December, right? I get a call from Dr. Keith. Remember, he's department head this time. So he called me and said, hey, so we're about to open up a third recruitment coordinator position would you be interested in it? I'm like yes he's like well you know you'd have to apply for grad school right I'm like wouldn't that be like November 1st he's like yes I'm like okay I'll get that done like right away so here we are month and a half after <laughs> grad school applications were due oh I, ha I was like Dark Keith we're gonna have to borrow all of your leverage that you've got on this one buddy because I can't get this one done um, but come to find out when one of your letters of recommendation comes to the department head that helps a lot I guess um, so anyway um, accidentally fell into that, um, and it's been a topsy-turvy of up and ups and downs. Best part about this job is recruiting. Like, I love the recruiting part. The part that's the worst is graduate assistant, because that, like, don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed going to school, I've enjoyed my classes, but this whole thesis thing is for the birds, or at least it's not for me. Um, I've, this job's taken me all over God's green earth. I've done two separate trips to the far side of Wyoming. Um, up to junior colleges to go recruit. Um, a couple different trips in Northeast Junior College in JU. Um, let's see, where else have I been? Um, shoot, every state that touches Texas just about, except for Louisiana and Arkansas. Um, been to all their state conventions. Um, so that's been lots of fun. Gotten to meet lots of new people, see lots of new things. Um, and of course, being involved in Ag Day, the big fundraiser for all the recruiting efforts and some of our scholarships. Um, that is a doozy of a day. Um, but, I mean, that's just another – to me, that's the biggest recruitment tool we have. Um, yeah. Where else can you go where, excuse me, your average alumni will take part in raising, gosh, what is it, like 200 and – anywhere from 200 to $260,000 in three hours. I mean, it's – That's hard to find anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like I mean, our alumni and the industry around here really separate us from a lot of other people. Yeah, no um, It's pretty – pretty spectacular deal really yeah that's awesome that's cool that like kind of your path like starting from your freshman year like <laughs> yeah. how much it changed and yeah, like started now at you're the like... very absolute bottom and <laughs> yeah then it just fell in my lap I yeah was like, now you're the shining face of wt yeah, the it. poster kid if you will yeah the poster <laughs> child actually we were kind of talking about that the other day so 
I can't remember if it was like McKinley or someone like that was like, shoot, it may have been Grace, but they were talking about how um, in college everybody's like, oh, you're so good, you're so, you're going to do so great, you're going to do so many wonderful things in the world, and like, it's true, I mean, I'm still a firm believer, like, you're going to do great out there, even it may feel like you're just absolutely trudging through it, but you'll be fine, you'll make it out on the other side. Um, but so many kids get out and they like don't find a job right away or they're like, they're not married and they feel like they should be or whatever. And McKinley's like, and I just got this expectation to have a job and get married after I get out. But she's like, and I can't believe that everybody gets that expectation. I'm like, I can't say anything. I'm graduating <laughs> married and I had a job all in my lap. So yeah, all of my, like I was talking about this too, like. Someday, I'm going to be super upset because so far, I haven't ever been rejected for a job, but I know I've got one coming. Oh, yeah. I've it's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I have kind of felt that, though, like, kind of switching up gears, I guess, about jobs, but I, uh, like, I don't know. I've just always, like, randomly gotten jobs. Like, mm-hmm. I've never had to interview for one up until, like, this year, and then I got two rejection letters, so mm-hmm. that was fun, but... Yeah, I'm only interviewed for one, so I understand. That <laughs> yeah. It's just, like... I don't know, being the ag industry, I guess, like, you just have, like, the Going connections. Going back to who you know. Yeah. yeah, and, like, you can, I, last summer, um, I was living in Colorado, and my internship for the summer got canceled, like, the week before I was supposed to start, graduate junior college, and so I, I joke, but, like, this is actually true. I cried for 20 minutes, and then I was like, all right, you better start making phone calls. <laughs> like, can't just sit here and ball about it. So I called two people that I knew and offered me a job, and it worked out, and it was, like, the best summer ever. There so it's, it always works out. There's a will, there's a way. Yeah. But um, you kind of made – you said something that kind of made me laugh of, like, you know, when you're in, like, college, it feels like you're just, like, trudging through it, and, like, you're barely getting by, and, like, you know, people are like, oh, you're doing great, but it's like you have no idea. And – I like just to anybody listening that's, you know, uh, the college range is kind of well listened to this podcast right now. But um, if you're like just barely making it through, um, we're recording this t- podcast at the time of finals week and um, just like keep going like it, it will get better. And I know like I stressed way too much about school at the beginning. Like now it's kind of ridiculous. Like I'm a little lax about it sometimes, but you just <laughs> get too. calm and like you just are like eh, it'll work out. Yeah. So um, kind of tell our listeners a little about. Um, I guess what has been, uh, looking back at your 20 something years of life, what has been kind of the most rewarding part or something that sticks out to you? Holy smokes. Um, I'd like to say all of it, but, uh, that would be a bold faced lie. Um, honestly, just as far as impact on my life, I would have to say the greater part of my collegiate experience as a whole. Um, Obviously, grad school kind of separates itself as a whole other deal because you learn a lot about yourself and how you interact with others um, and how you feel under pressure, um, as well as opened up a slew of leadership roles for me. But um, just as far as like, a, like I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty proud to be at the point where I'm at right now, um, getting done with grad school and going back home to be the ag teacher. Like I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, probably come the next year, that will probably be my big shining moment will be. Um, getting to go back home and take over the reins as the ag teacher there in Tatum. So um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool that, like, you're willing to go back home and stuff. Like, a lot of people have hesitations about moving back home. And, you know, but, like, that speaks a lot about who your hometown is consisted of and, you know, the people there. Tell so. you what, if I wasn't married, there wouldn't have snowballs chance I'd go back. <laughs> what, what was kind of the driving force that, like, is taking you back to Tatum? So whenever I was in high school, I, so backstory, I've always known I wanted to be an ag teacher since I was, like, five. Um, I grew up an ag brat. My mom was an ag teacher until I was like 
seven or eight probably, and then even then a year or two scattered in there. Um, she's actually an elementary principal now, so she's <laughs> nice. a kindergarten teacher in between. Still in so, education. <laughs> yeah, still in education, but kind of the polar opposite end. Yeah, um, really yeah. challenging job yeah. for sure. She says it's really not that different, just instead of kids getting in fights, kids are wiping boogers on each other, so <laughs> um, I guess it, it's all gravy. Um, but anyway, so... In high school, I kind of thought, man, it kind of would be cool to come back home and teach ag. And then I got to college, and I thought, nope, I don't want to go back to New Mexico. Um, especially during COVID, I was like, I, I do not need any part of this. Um, <clears throat> but then I got to thinking about it again because the state government passed this new, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but they gave all the teachers a big old pay raise. And I was like, huh, okay, now you've piqued my interest a little bit. But I still wasn't necessarily planning on coming back. I was just going to wait, play it out. As we'll see, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it's actually kind of a sad story how I ended up getting this job, though. So it's about spring break time, and me and Grace were actually at Buffs. I accidentally ran into Dr. Lust. We're eating lunch with him, and I get a phone call from my brother, and he's like, Hey, just so you know, Mr. Darty, who is my ag teacher, just so you know, Mr. Darty was found in his house. He had a stroke. They're taking him to the hospital right now. I'm like, Okay, any news on him? He's like, um, he was unresponsive, but we'll see. Um, so I'm like, great, wonderful. And this is, as everybody uh-huh. listening probably knows, middle of CDE season, um, right? March, April kind of timeline. Um, so I go home that following Saturday, right before we actually go to Rodeo Austin with WT. Uh-huh. Um, I go home that Saturday, and I'm with all the judging teams in Roswell at one of our CDE contests. Um, and I'm playing act teacher, right? We're wheeling and dealing. We're doing all right. Um, and we get, oh, about an hour and a half from the end of the day, um, we're taking a few of the kids to McDonald's, and my mom gets a phone call from one of the admin ladies, hey, Mark passed away, and it's like, oh, snap, and of course, we're here with all his current students, and I'm like, this sucks, um, so I go out back where the kids can't see me, because, you know, can't let them them see weak, um, so I go out back, um, behind the bus, and call my dear wife, and cry like a little girl, um, I guess at the time she was fiance, but still, um, like ugly cried. Um, and so then at that point I knew I was going to have to, I, I just knew in my heart that that's what I needed to do was go, um, if they had had me as the ag teacher, I absolutely wanted to do that. Um, and so sure enough, within the next two and a half months, I had applied and accepted that position. So wow, pretty fired up about it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really sad. Like it's a it's a range of emotions. Like yeah. that's so sad, but like cool that you got the opportunity. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like even how like God works in that of like just kind of mm-hmm. aligning it and how it's supposed to be. But that is really hard and definitely a difficult thing to walk through, especially yeah. with kiddos around you. I mean, because so. he like he was a huge role model in my life. Um, absolutely huge. Um, because you know he is one of those ag teachers that never met a stranger. Um, he loved to take in those kids and maybe some of the other teachers didn't. I mean, he is exactly what he sounds like. Um, yeah. and so I actually got to speak at Memorial and everything. And that was pretty cool. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, like I said, it's amazing how God worked. Just even like Grace was bound, set, and determined she was never going to move to New Mexico. She's from the green part of Oklahoma and that's where <laughs> she intended to go back where the green grass goes and you can't see squat because there's hills and trees everywhere yeah um i don't like that i get a little claustrophobic if i do say so myself um <laughs> if you can't stand on a coke can and watch your dog run away for five days i probably don't want to be there um but all of a sudden she got excited about the potential of moving back to tatum so that's um cool. so that's pretty cool um yeah. and of course it helps that her best friend 
Um, it's actually from Tatum. I graduated with her. Um, so it helped a lot that she moved back home with her yeah. husband and everything. So that kind of helped iron things out a little bit. But. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's fun that, like, you were her student, too. And so, like, you'll have kind of, like, the same values. So, like, the right. students, it'll be hopefully an easier transition. Sometimes yeah. I know it can be hard, like, when an ag teacher, you know, leaves for reason or whatever. And kids are like, this is completely different. So not that you guys have to be the same or will be the same. Right. But exactly. same core principles and yeah. values um, aligned with that school, well, which is really cool. And it's kind of funny you kind of mentioned that because my – little motto I guess whenever I was getting ready to go out and start teaching was I do not want to follow a good extension agent or ag teacher because there was a small chance I was going into extension so I was like I don't there's two things you don't do in life that's follow a good ag teacher or a good extension agent because no one will like you <laughs> yes um, so here I am doing it anyway so we're gonna cross our fingers and hope for the best yeah exactly and it obviously um you're intelligent and hardworking, and so it'll probably well, be I just think fine. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, you are, so that's for sure. Well, um, Cody, as we kind of wrap up, um, what's uh, one piece of advice that you would share with our listeners of any age? Oh, boy, howdy, that's a doozy. Um, <laughs> short and sweet, just praise God and work hard. Um, yeah. But that's kind of the abridged version, I guess. What I'd say is um, find something to pour yourself into and I don't necessarily mean like drown yourself in it or anything but like first of all anything it's just like the old saying goes anything worth doing is worth doing right Um, that's where the working hard comes in but also us as human beings we're wired to believe in something bigger than ourselves and of course that thing bigger than ourselves is our Lord and Savior Um, so I I firmly believe that um, those two things are very important to have Christ at the center of your life and to work hard at everything you do yeah, that's really good. That's good advice for anybody of all ages listening. It's important to definitely have this thing. I mean, that's stuff i got to remind myself about because it's so easy. It's, yeah. I mean, especially at the end of these, like, longer days when it's getting the end of the semester and you just, it's getting dark early, and so it's just so easy to be like, oh, bro, what time is it, 6.30? Yeah, it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Right, but there's things to do, so I can't do that, but. Yeah. So here we are. Just got to keep your nose to the grindstone sometimes and pray yeah, about it. So exactly. that's for sure. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Cody. I know our listeners will love it and just getting to hear um, from a grad student perspective. We haven't had that yet. So yeah, thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Limitless. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook. But most importantly, go use your God-given abilities to show the world how you can be Limitless.